My money machine go beep, I love the sound that it make Plus all these racks and count, I think that my machine bout to break Secure the bag, yeah, that's the brand, and we get to the bag These private flights, Miami nice, these Gucci bags full of cash What's going on, family? It's your man Tay Sweat here once again Me and my man E bringing you another Money Monday What's good, E? Oh, man, it's always good to talk money, and it's always good to do it on Mondays That's always good Yes, sir So... What we got for the the people today really need to hear this. Let me just say this. We've been told this lie that, oh, you only need a certain type of, you know, budget or a certain amount of money to be comfortable in this country, mm -hmm. right? And I'll let you get into it because I remember you, I wanted you to actually talk about the statistics, but I want to talk about the anecdotal statistics the yeah. anecdotal uh oh man if i could just get to 100k a year yeah i'm gonna be good <laughs> right well after this episode y'all might think a little different about that 100k a year all right so e when it comes to quote unquote feeling or living comfortable in this country what are they telling us man what are they saying is like what people need on a national like scale yeah, to feel yeah. comfortable or I, live comfortable. I think, and again, you said it just right on a national scale. So, you know, they have some some geographic things in there. Like, you know, what it costs to live comfortably in California is a little different than what it costs to live comfortably in Alabama. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, in general, the and, and comfortable means like they start to bring in like happiness. Like right. they start to bring Absolutely. in other factors. So that means you're able to actually live a certain type of lifestyle. And so usually they say between $85,000, you know, it went up from 75 a few years ago, $85,000 up to about $150,000, right? And that's taking into account living in some of the most expensive, expensive places. So your New York's, you know, these, <laughs> the, 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 you know, the, the states of California. And again, these are averages, right? Mm -hmm. But when you think about that, I'm like, it might sound like a lot depending on where you are. But then other places, you're like, oh, hell no. Like, that ain't going to get it done. <laughs> and I feel like that's right. what we want to talk about today. Like, mm -hmm. is, you know, what does that really mean? Uh, what, what, do you, what do you really think about when you say 100K, right? right? And getting to that six-figure mile mark that a lot of, a lot of people have. Um, and, and, and understandably so, because we get that pushed into our brains mm -hmm. so often. But I just want to say this real quick before I pass it back to you. You know, they're thinking about how can you afford housing? How can you afford transportation? How right. can you afford food? How can you afford to travel, vacation? Mm -hmm. How can you afford to, like, have cultural experiences? Like, all of that's rolled into that number. So think about it. If you are somebody who's listening to us now and you can probably add or close to that range, do you think you really can do all of those things comfortably um, based on where you live for that amount of money? Absolutely. Um, right. And, you know, we got we got very humble beginnings. You know, we've got, we've got households and family members that have made far less than that have raised children so it's possible right we're not talking about whether or not you can survive in these ranges but like literally is that what you need to be comfortable right. does that set you and your next generation up for success mm -hmm. when you get past your working years whenever you decide to unplug mm -hmm. retire or at least quasi or semi-retire are you going to be comfortable based off what you've earned? You know, all of those factors going into it. And I think, you know, you and you and I just say, no, that's nowhere near enough. <laughs> no, um, you know, not at all. Uh, I think it's not enough at all, especially when you look at, you know, the way things are trending, you know, 10 percent inflation in the year. Whew, you make I mean, a you make a hundred K. Look, you, I'm over you here. Used itching. To, you it's used my to skin crawl. <laughs> I know. Like, it, and so. So with that being said, I mean, these are some of the things we'll be talking about, man. But like I said, I'll pass it back to you. But just so people kind of understand the kind of the barometers of what we're saying, you know, mm -hmm. this is the scale here and here is where they're saying people um, feel most comfortable. Absolutely. And, and, you know, 
when I hear that skill, it yeah, it makes my skin crawl. It makes me itch. I'm I'm very itchy right now thinking about it. And I say that because I couldn't fathom mm -hmm. trying to live off of that amount of money to be comfortable. To be right? comfortable, yeah. Once again, I, I do want to say this. I, I don't want to be uh, insensitive because I know there's a lot of people out there who make less than eighty thousand mm -hmm. dollars a year, right? And they would consider themselves to live mm -hmm. somewhat of a comfortable lifestyle, right? And for me, I have to think about a few things. Number one, we don't know. A lot of people don't know the difference between comfortable and surviving. Yeah, that's true. Right? A lot of people get, but and we have to all really sit and think about this because for majority of us, we get to this, we get to this state of the norm, right? It's like, hey, this is what I'm used to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm comfortable. Yeah. I'm a pretty, I mean, I'm pretty comfortable, right? And, you know, sometimes we lie to ourselves when we do that, but sometimes <laughs> it's just because it's like, no, like, I get it. Like, I wake up, I go to work. This is just, this is just life, mm -hmm. right? I'm comfortable, and I, I just expected this. This is how it was supposed to be, right? I'm supposed to live paycheck to paycheck. And I'm saying this because let's break down the numbers. I, I really like to do this. Let's break down the numbers to a realistic, like, you know, goal or a realistic, you know, layout. A lot of people who are making, we'll just say 120000 a year, mm -hmm. right, before taxes, because we never really count after taxes. So if you make one hundred k a year before taxes, you're going to make about $10,000 a month, right? And to most people out there who are at sixty k a year, eighty k a year, that sounds amazing, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. Now, this is household income in most cases. So one hundred twenty k a year, $10,000 a month. Before taxes, after taxes, you probably bring in about six, seven thousand. I'd be nice, yeah. seven thousand, mm -hmm. right? Seven thousand a month. I know some of you are like, wait, what? <laughs> They're taking three thousand dollars of ten k? Yes, yeah. yes, this is a real thing. So they are gonna give you essentially or leave you essentially with seven thousand dollars a month. Now, if we look at comfortable living arrangements nationwide, rent is going to be roughly. 1500 to about $2,000 a month, mm -hmm. right? Don't get me wrong. You can go to Hucklebuck, Mississippi, and, and stay somewhere for $800 a month. Mm -hmm. I get it. <laughs> but the average, I would like to say it's around 1500 to about $2,000. And, you know, don't quote me on that, but th just from my small research that I've done, that's about what it is, right? I can tell you in Miami, that won't get you much. I can tell you in LA they won't get you know mm -hmm. they won't get you much. New York that won't get you much. As a matter of fact, you can start going to certain parts of Texas that will get you something, but not much, yeah. <laughs> right? So I'm saying this because you have two thousand dollars for rent, just rent, and you're supposed to do triple your rent mm -hmm. in income, right? Monthly income, at least, at least, yeah, at least triple. Yep, right. So now we're thinking, okay, $2,000 a month, I need to make 6K. So for the most part, you need to make six figures a year, $120,000 a year to be able to afford the national average rent of $2,000 a month, mm -hmm. right? Crazy. Now, that's not factoring in kids, lifestyle, travel. I mean, some of y'all are like, you know, you say I got on these, you know, Fendachi shorts, right? A lot of y'all look at this stuff and you're like, Tay, where'd you get those? I want I want some of those. And I know most of the people don't make 
over $150,000 a year. So you like these little things. These shorts are not cheap, right? But we like our little things. We like what we like. And I'm not here to judge anybody who likes what they like. You like what you like, do your thing. Yeah. Some people like to travel. Some people like to buy, you know, material things. That's fine. But what I'm saying is you are considering yourself comfortable after spending one-third of your income on rent. Mm -hmm. If you go mortgage route, national average on mortgage, I think was, I think the national average was actually cheaper than I thought. Yeah. A average in the, the na in our nation is about 300,000, like 350, I believe. It was like 350, mm -hmm. something like that for a house. So if you want to go do mortgage, 350 mm -hmm. on average, right? Well, guess what? A mortgage, uh, if you take out mortgage on three for days, about $2,000 a month. Maybe no, actually a little bit more. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> you're right, right about mm -hmm. that, you know, range, give or take. But, and then, you know, of course, that depends on, you know, credit and da 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 right? But what I'm getting at here is you can't escape the rent because a lot of people go, oh, I'll go get a mortgage then. I'm going to buy. If you go buy something decent, it's going to cost you about $350,000 nationwide, okay? So what I'm getting at here is you're spending a third, not including kids. Now, this is where my fun part is. I put this in my book. The book's not finished yet, but I'm, I'm finishing it up, and this is one of the things I put in the book. Kids. Mm -hmm. No one puts a price on them. Yeah. Right? Nobody puts a price on how much a kid costs and I bet, per and kid. I, and I bet that number is smaller than what you think. It's going gonna, it's gonna to go up. It right? only go one direction. Right? Absolutely. So, in in America... Okay, let me adjust myself because this is going to get ripped. In America, each kid you have is going to cost you $15,000 a year. Each. I know single mothers with three kids. Mm -hmm. Each adult in the household is going to cost you roughly $30,000 a year. So one mom and three kids is going to cost you need to make at least $75,000. Yeah. At least to feel somewhat comfortable to to kind of breeze by. This is not private school. This is not, you know, oh I'm sending my child to, you know, Nike camp. No. <laughs> yeah. This is none of that. This is literally I need to feed and clothe and house these children. I need $15,000 per child crazy right crazy this is something that we're not taking into account mm -hmm. if you have two you know you got two parent household three kids that's five people right two adults 60k three kids it's 45 you up there yeah you need that money. you need six yep. figures for a household of five mm -hmm. so this is why you know i really wanted to talk about this because once again this is not to, I really tread lightly when I, when I do this because I don't want to ostracize or piss off anybody. This is not what I'm here to do. My goal is to kind of smack you up and, and bring you into reality and say, hey, you got to move with some urgency, right? Just because they tell you, <laughs> hey, $100,000 is great. Just because your family feels like, man, if you make 100K, you balling. Like, I can't, man, I couldn't imagine making that type of money. I'd be straight. That's not what you need to be paying attention to. It tends to rock you to sleep is what I call it. Yeah, yeah. It's rocking yeah. people to sleep and it's saying, hey, I, I'm shit, I'm better than half the people over here, so shit, I'm doing pretty good. Mm -hmm. No, it rocks you to sleep. You gotta do better. And when I put this in your head, the reason why I'm wanting to do this mm -hmm. is because when we put this in y'all's head, 
anybody who's listening who makes 100k a year 200k a year shit if you make less than a million dollars a year i'm talking to you i'm talking to you the reason why i say that is because i need you to start moving with urgency i need you to because what happens if we make 100,000 200,000 mm-hmm. we start buying shit and we start oh you know i drive a lexus now i drive a mercedes you know i got the nice cars i got this and that and what happens is we still end up living paycheck to paycheck at mm-hmm. 200k a year yeah exactly right exactly so this is huge, man. I mean, what you, I mean, literally, bro, what do you think about the whole child thing? Because I know you had something to say about it. You know, well, again, man, I think it's foundational, right? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people want to be able to to put their kids in, in places that, that, that will succeed. Mm-hmm. And I think not, to your point, it's kind of we're trying to shake you so you get this realization as you step into those places, you know. And, and I love what you did with the numbers and, you know, talking about it, you know, $15,000 a year per kid. And that's... Mm-hmm. That's kind of what you should see as it's just kind of a base layer. And here and here's how I break it down a little further. Right. So, you know, a lot of the conversation over the past two, three years has been really big on, you know, minimum wage, mm-hmm. kind of having a universal living wage, specifically here in America. Like, man, stuff is so expensive. How can mm-hmm. we afford stuff? Yep. And they're talking about, you know, roughly fifteen dollars an hour. Right. Like That's kind of where it's at. You know, fifteen dollars an hour. Well, if you do the math on that, you know, fifteen dollars an hour, you work about two thousand or so hours a year. You get into thirty thousand dollars like. The number Tay just threw out there is not something that, that he just was like, you know, I heard like, no, like they've run calculations is being discussed at Congress and all kind of things that $30,000 is what it takes to quote unquote survive as a single person, like individual. Mm-hmm. How do you do it? But then you go and look at people in certain in certain areas, in certain cities, and you say $30,000. You're going to spend more than $10,000 on your on your rent. So now you're cost burden. And so when you bring when you bring kids into the world, you know, you got to understand they're not income producing. I mean, you might be able to, you know, Instagram, you know, take some photos, make your kid a child model. You know, you got a cute baby. Everybody tell you cute. Like you might get monetized that. But but in reality, and in like in, in, in our likelihood, right, it's another mouth to feed, not necessarily another income. And so when you're thinking about those things, I think it's really important to say, OK, let's talk about what being comfortable really is. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times people don't understand that comfort is not necessarily buying fancy things. It's can you have a internal conversation with yourself or your household and say, Absolutely. can we afford this yeah. and everything else we have still go just how it's going. Absolutely. If something bad happens, can we handle that and everything keep going how it's going. Right. And that's not even talking about like, how it should be going, like what actually is there. So for me, I think when you think about kids, you think about, at least said, not private school, mm-hmm. but you know, being able to have kids be able to go to college, whether you believe in college or not, again, it's about options, right? Having that ability in that conversation to say, I raise a child, the child might be gifted. They might be really good at math. Like they need to keep on that path. Okay, well, how much the college cost now? I mean, I think that's some of the things we need to start talking about. And, and I know Taylor loves to say this, you know, you look, look at your history. Look left, left, go back, <laughs> go back, right? Look I left. mean, we're in the time and place where people have been talking about, you know, six-figure incomes for two, maybe even three decades mm-hmm. as being good. And in that period of time, the cost of everything has gone up, Absolutely. you know. Uh, we were just we were just watching a documentary a little while ago, and it was like, man, you know, tuition to Princeton was seven hundred and fifty thousand. I mean, seven hundred and fifty dollars, yes. and room and board was seven hundred and fifty dollars. And I'm like, man, that's like a thousand x now, like mm-hmm. of what you actually need to, what you need to pay and to go there, a hundred x what you need to pay to go there. And I'm like, there is nothing, no incomes have hundred x. No, right? You know, and if you think mm-hmm. about thirty years ago, what things cost. I mean, people are telling you they bought homes, you know, in the seventies, eighties. 30,000, 40,000. And those homes are now worth, you know, $800,000 or whatever. And I'm just thinking about that and I'm like, okay, 
So if $100,000 was a lot back then, <laughs> you know, and, and right. you had to work hard to get a house and you bought a house and that house was about 50000 and that was a that was a pretty decent house back then. Mm-hmm. And now a pretty decent house, the national average of these houses, you know, it's seven times that. So I think people should start saying, man, what really we need to look at about 700000 Right. Like, let's start doing that. Right. What a loaf of bread used to cost. What a gas used to cost. What, like, look at all these basic things Absolutely. that had these kind of level price points that day in and day out you spend your money on. Um, not to mention just the natural consumerism to buy what you like, like what you like to yeah. travel, whatever. And so I think that's just what we're encouraging you to do is look at that and more than look at right now, because, look, you surviving right now. Right. You know, you're able to listen to us. That's great. Um, but what we're trying to say and have this conversation about and prepare you for is, okay, but what does the next five years look like? The next 10 years look like, and part of, to me, part of being comfortable is being able to actually have a plan for what your future looks like. And that's something, like you said, people don't really put a number on kids. And I've heard people say kids cost anywhere between half a million to a million dollars. If you take them from birth all the way through college. Um, and so, you know, if you think about that and run, run those numbers, you're like, that's pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, I think, you know, what is what is your what is your future look like? What's your legacy plan? How do you how do you know you'll be able to comfortably retire? Because ain't nobody listening to us by the time you don't want to work forever. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. We're going to shake that out of you might be able to work. You might love what you do. But to want to work forever. That's not it. No, and so you got to think about all. how you can really. <laughs> Really position yourself to, to to move forward. And so, like I said, look at the numbers. Take advantage of what we're telling you now to really start being able to put a put a budget in your head together of what you should say is comfortable and shoot for it. Absolutely. I think that's great advice, bro, because I think for us, because we, we've been doing this since we were younger, I think for us, we, we kind of like write things down or we kind of set this, you know, they call it like the North Star. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, you set this like life of like, what what does it look like, right? Not just your needs, but what is what is your wants mm-hmm. at the top? Yeah. Right. And I know for some people this is very hard. This is very unrealistic for a lot of people. Yeah. They're like, no, yeah. I can't. Uh, I'm not gonna be able to do that, Tay. It's like, no, you can. It's not gonna be easy. That's the part. It's not going to be easy. Yeah. So for me, what I, you know, what we've always done is we say, look, I know I gotta take care of the family. Yeah. I know the family is gonna need me. They're going to lean on me. What is that going to cost me alone? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once you figure out what you need for the family, I got to pay for funerals because we don't have life insurance where we come from. Mm-hmm. Right. We got to pay for, you know, anything that's left behind, any debts that may be left behind, any, uh, you know, homes that may need fixing mm-hmm. and cars need fixing, whatever. We're going to have to pay for that. I might even, you know, I when I was young, I know you did it, too, but when we were younger, I'm going to have to subsidize my family, my yeah, dad yeah. and my mom's life, you know. Mm-hmm. So you're going to need me because retirement's not going to be there. So I literally started telling myself these things. So I'm like thinking, okay, if I need 5K a month to live, she going to need 5K a yeah. month too. I need at least $10,000 to take care of my business. Nothing more than that, just my business. Then I started thinking, I'm like, man, I mean, I want to just do more than like live my life and take care of my mom. So I'm like, hmm. Shit, I want a ball. I want a ball out. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, and I was really, and see, this is the problem because we tell ourselves lies. Oh, I'm not really that materialistic. You know, the, the money is the root of all evil. You start telling yourself all of these little things that kind of take your eye off the ball. Yeah. And it kind of settles you in right where you are. But if you tell yourself, I want a ball, keep that in your mind. Matter, matter of fact, every day you wake up, Look yourself in the mirror and just say, I want a ball. 
I want to yeah. ball. I want to ball out. <laughs> what does that mean? Whatever you want it to mean. To me, balling out for me personally means whenever I walk in the mall, whenever I walk in the grocery store, wherever I go, damn it, I can fill up my buggy with the stuff that I desire. Yeah. I can fill up my bags with the stuff I desire. I can fill things up and say, you know what? What do I want? Not what can I afford? Not what, you know, you know, you go to the store, you kind of, you try to be slick. You pull up your bank account. You're like, uh, how much we got in here? And you start counting your products. Like, okay, I got a hundred dollars. That's 25. Okay. This is going to put me right at about 40, mm -hmm. 55. And that one over there going to be a little too much. Yeah. Cause I can't spend the whole hundred. Cause I gotta go, I gotta make it the next yeah. week. You're not comfortable if you gotta put something back. We're gonna Absolutely. just say that now. If you got something in your buggy and you end up putting and it back, you gotta put it back. Not that is not comfort. Yeah, we can we can we can give you some clear indicators. That's Absolutely. not comfort. That's not comfort. So for me, I wanted to ball out. And what balling out looked to me, what it looked like to me is that once again, I could personally go to the store, I could go to the mall, I could pretty much go to wherever I want, wherever I want. And if I wanted it, or if my woman wanted it, I could say, Hey, get it. Get it. And it gets to a point, and I know this sounds weird, and you know, you got this whole, uh, you a simp. Uh, how, how dare you take care of your woman? How dare you buy her something nice? Fucking simp. I know how it goes. <laughs> I do. But let me whatever tell you something. Tay, whatever she right, wants. Exactly. You, whatever? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right? And I'm going to tell y'all this, in this backward, this ass backwards ass world, I am considered a simp because my woman going to get whatever the fuck she want. Because where I come from, if you won't do it for your woman, I will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? No, so I'm going to make sure my woman's taken care of in the house. Right? You know, when we were growing up, you say, Mom, I want McDonald's. Your mom will say, we got McDonald's at the house. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make you a burger on this white bread yeah. at the house. Mm -hmm. Right? So that's kind of how we, you know, and that's an actual <laughs> a running joke in our household. Yeah. Right? So, you know, if my woman wants like, hey, we got that at the house. Mm -hmm. Right? So for me, I, yeah, I take care of my woman. I, and, you know, that's and that's any woman I've ever dated. Like, you don't need anything outside of this household. If you got to go outside of this household to get something, we got a problem. So, yes, that to me was balling out. What yeah. what to you is no, balling out as far as your I mean, definition? Yeah, I would say, you know, my mentality, and I, I, I love what you said, but because you talked about it like every day and, and kind of what you tell yourself. And for me, it's two things. It's one. Don't talk yourself out of success, right? right? We we have far too many people, whether it's simply saying something you can't do, something you can't achieve, or just honestly trying to like shift reality. Right. Like reality is there are people out there that make way more money than you can fathom. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying you got all the gifts and talents that everybody that's doing, you know, that's on the Forbes list and all those resources, but there's a lot of ground to cover between where you are and there. Absolutely. So don't talk yourself out of success. I feel like a lot of it is mentality. The second thing I'll say too, like you said, is you got to find that thing that drives you. For me, you know, it was, like you said, a lot of it is shaped by our childhood. You know, I always go back to some of the things <laughs> you mentioned, you know, what, what you eat. I always remember going to the car and being like, please cut on. Right. Yep. Like, just, like, just cut on. Yep. And let me get to where I got to go. We'll even figure out how I get back. But just like get me <laughs> to where I got to go. And just wanting to not have those types of feelings anymore. Right? I remember them days. And, and, and to me, so to me it was, hey, how do you eliminate all those feelings? Like I said, if I put something in, in, in my basket or in my hand when I'm shopping and I'm like, ah, oh, you know what? I might That might be a little too much. Like I want to eliminate that, right? Absolutely. So to me, and I'm not saying you got to go crazy, right? But. But to be honest with yourself, right? Make sure you're you're firmly in reality. Mm -hmm. Are there things that you want to be doing 
or more importantly, like you should be doing right. these things. And how do you actually like go about doing that? Like what success plan do you have to do that? Another thing I'll say real quick is you mentioned it and I wanted to just touch on it. You know, we looked at our families as our motivation, right? It was never just having enough for us because we both, I mean, we grew up with, with, with not a lot and we could live off of not a lot. So if we just set our, our, you know, our focus on what do I need to survive? We probably would have been really good with just a hundred K. We'd be like, bro, I mean, we yeah, got a hundred K and bro, you know me and I know you, if we both make a hundred K, like we'd have had, you know, we'd have been, we'd have been talking ourselves into like, bro, we going to live yeah. like Kings on 200 K. You get a hundred K, I get a hundred K. But I think the thing you mentioned that's really important is we live at our family, right? And so we and we didn't just look like at our current family, like not just our household, but we looked across generations, mm -hmm. right? You know, I know you looked at, I mean, you were blessed enough to have multiple generations all alive at one time. So you were looking at grandparents, great grandparents. Mm -hmm. And for me, I was looking at my parents. I was looking at, okay, well, who else in my family at this time? Because people need help, you know, and, and we know that where we come from, people are gonna just run into, into some need. Um, in some in certain circumstances, but also that next generation, right? Like I always thought about like, man, this was tough on me. You know, my nephew, my niece, my cousin, my whatever that's coming up. Like I want to be able to like, hey, man, like let's let's let them get uh, have a good Christmas. Mm -hmm. Let's take them out to eat. Let's let, let's make sure we're comfortable enough to where we can share that wealth. And that's something I think I know it motivates you. I know it motivates me, but I encourage people to think about that. Right. To me, comfort is really, hey, the people that came before you they going to get to a point where they need to be taken care of, right. especially if you come from where we come from. They weren't always able to set themselves up for that. You got to take care of your family. Like you got to be able to take care of your current generation. That's, that's an absolute responsibility. But then also the next generation, whether it's in your household or outside of your household, right? Like I always think about like the, the roadblocks we ran into, the times we needed money, the struggles we talked about with food, the struggles we talked about with being able to have transportation. And like being able to say, oh yeah, you know, my, my nephew's doing good in school. He's trying to get a job. He don't have a car. Like, how can we, how can, like, I help the family do X? Right. Like, being able to put yourself in that in that space and make sure that nobody in your family is, you know, you might not help everybody ball because some people don't know how to ball with you. <laughs> right. But being able to make sure, like, there's a floor you set for your family and being able to make sure that everybody feels comfortable, right? right? When somebody dies and you know it's a tough time, your family's not scrambling trying to figure out how they can pay for a, a decent funeral or a decent mm -hmm. ceremony or whatever the practice is. So that to me, I think is it, bro. Don't talk yourself out of success. Make sure you stay in reality and think about the multiple, multiple generations, right? You gotta, you gotta expand your horizon. Don't yes. think about just what it takes for you to be comfortable. Cause I guarantee you, whatever number you just put in your head, it's not enough. Cause time is working against you, yes. but just think about it that way. I think it helps me a lot. I think it'll help a lot of other people a lot. Absolutely. And you know, I can't even say it better, man. Um, to close this out, I want to just say this for everybody who's wondering, well, what, you know, why should I be doing this? Why should I think the way y'all want me to think? It's not for us, number one, but number two, to, the best way to close this thing out is that when you expand your means, broaden your horizons, when you start to expand your thinking, that is when you find out how to get the money. What I mean is, when we kind of like like lay low and oh, I don't really need that, and, you know, I'm not really materialistic and I can take fucking coach when I fly somewhere and stay in the three dollar hotel and, you know, sleep on a fucking cot with the roaches running around and, the, you know, the sex. <laughs> I was going to say like the sex juice infested beds, you know, like literally, man, there's some nasty stuff out yeah, there yeah. that you can get in the cheap world. Right. But I want you to think outside of that. When you travel, travel the way you want. 
Do you want a seat that allows you to stretch your legs out? Do you want to be able to stay in a hotel where you walk in and you want to take take your phone out and go, man, this is nice. Look, mm-hmm. look, y'all. Right. Because most of us want that. Yeah. Put your put your North Star there, because when you start to think about that, you start to figure out how to make it. I'm going to give you a great example as I close this out. When I first started flying private. Yeah, I, I had the money already. I just didn't know about it. To be honest with you, I didn't know about flying private and how much it costs and, and how much better it was than a first class f- flight on Delta. I had no idea. But somebody I went on a trip. We went on our first mm-hmm. trip on a business trip. And part of the business trip was to fly first, you know, fly private. And once I saw that, and I, once again, it wasn't on my radar. But when I experienced it, and I Absolutely. saw that it became on my radar and I started thinking to myself, OK, how can I do that? Every time I fly, or at least most of the times I fly, how can I make that happen? And for those of y'all who don't know, I'm going to just be totally honest with y'all. Those of you who don't know, a private flight and a decent-sized plane is going to cost you about $50,000 one way. One way. Yeah. So then my, I've never thought about that. Yeah. I, I mean, the most I would think about a flight is maybe like 5K, and that's like a Delta One pod <laughs> where you get your own little, lay, you know, get to lay back and you mm-hmm. get your snacks and your, your dinner. You get a three-course meal. Five thousand dollars. That was the most expensive flight I've ever heard of at that point. So when I heard fifty thousand dollars for a flight, I was like, whoa. All right. What can I do to make 50K on demand when it's time to fly somewhere? How can I make that happen? I had to think about that. Right. And once again, I know this is out of the scope of many people's thinking, but I want to kind of broaden y'all's mind and show you what's out there. So this was one of the things that helped me break out of that, you know, oh, just 5000 for a flight. No, this is how much a flight really costs if mm-hmm. I really want to go comfort. And why did I want that? Because, I mean, hey, I can walk right up. I can be on time. I can be late. If I'm late, guess what? I'm the only one to get on that plane, me and my family. Y'all got to wait on us for you take off. Because I've been like two hours late before. And we show up, they're like, yeah, we've been waiting. It's like, yeah, we here now. Let's get it. Mm-hmm. Right? And I'm normally not a late person, just for those of y'all wondering. But once again, this is what I want you all to, you know, remember to broaden your mind and make it work. Other than that, if you got any questions, feel free to leave us a five-star review. And in that review, leave your question, and we'll get to your question, your topic, or whatever it is you want us to cover. Other than that, this has been another Money Monday with my man E. We'll see y'all on the next one. Peace. Peace.